Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. episode 71 of the say hey podcast this is doug hayes aka say hey doug it is march 17 2022 i am joined by around the foghorns jeff young you can give him a follow on twitter at baseball jeff one that's the number one jeff it is your third appearance on the say hey podcast welcome back my friend how you doing i'm doing doug thanks for having me on the show again and you know it's just great to talk baseball um I don't know what you guys were doing for, for content, to be honest, or how, I mean, during the lockout uh, specifically, but man, it's, it's brutal out there uh, when there's no information, no news or anything like that. So kudos to you, you guys and your listeners for, for hanging tough, but uh, yeah, it's great to talk actual baseball at this point. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Yeah. You know, it it was kind of tough finding things to talk about, but Rob and I kind of got in this flow of, you know, we can do lists we yeah, could yeah. talk about, you know, like who actually is on the roster right now. So we made it through. If we if we had a couple more weeks of lockout, man, I don't know. We might have been in trouble. We might have been scratching and clawing for content. <laughs> yeah, we, we pretty much ran out by the end. So it's a good thing that uh, that the lockout ended when it did. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, episode 70 last week, we, uh, we were joined by Steven Risotto and we kind of talked about how the lockout was over and now everything's going to be happening. And we, you know, we had that episode come out last Friday, I believe. And so I wanted to wait about a week or so, which is perfect because when this comes out, it'll be Friday, March 18th. Um, and we've had like that full week and spring training games actually started today, but the bulk of them start tomorrow, which is Friday. And, um, you know, now we have, a good amount of moves that have been made. The Giants have obviously been busy, just like a lot of other teams. Um, you know, before we get into the specifics of who are now Giants uh, and who are not Giants, I mean, we could talk about that too a little bit. Um, I kind of want to get into your overall thoughts uh, so far in this short, you know, uh, 
era right after the lockouts over uh, free agency and transactions, you know, like what do you think overall of the giants right now, what they've done this last week? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the giants have done well to address a couple of pressing needs. I, I mean, you look at the rotation and, and as soon as they got back from the lockout, that's been obviously one of the bigger priorities. They, they did add a, a position player in Jock Peterson. Um, so I think they did well in, in rebuilding the rotation and adding, I think at this point, pretty good depth to it. Um, you know, I, but I, I don't know if, if I'm in love with where the, the lineup is at at this point. And, um, you know, with the, with the moves that they made to the lineup, it really just being Jock Peterson, um, you know, it just seems like they added to an area of surplus. And, and I know we're probably going to talk about that later on, so I don't want to touch uh, too much on it. But I think they did well in terms of adding depth um, and getting kind of a frontline starter uh, in Carlos Rodon. Yeah, and I think what you just said kind of addresses what we're seeing a lot of concerns, you know, like in, you know, we call it Giants Twitter, or sure. wherever people are bitching and complaining or, you know, it, you know, embracing what the Giants have done, but there have been a lot of complaints and it's, you know, mainly we've seen, uh, yeah, the lack of a big name bat. Uh, come, I think most people are okay with uh, the rotation in the bullpen where it's at, mm -hmm. but I, the, a lot of the negative, um, you know, tweets or whatever that I'm seeing is, you know, are, they're seeing all these other names go, especially like, I feel like even though we were anticipating it for a few days now, when Freddie Freeman officially went to the Dodgers, I feel like, at least for me, I was kind of like, well, whatever, that's expected, you know, bring it on. But a lot of Giants fans, like, it just, it triggered them and boiled them over. Like, well, when the hell are we going to bring in a big yeah. name? Like, and we have the money to do it. You know, like, touch on that real quick before we get into, like, like what's going on with Giants Twitter, man? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I get where the frustration is coming from. I mean, the Dodgers, in, in terms of the uh, competitive window, or a competitive cycle are, are, you know, much more advanced than what, where the giants are at right now. Um, so they can make moves like adding a guy like Freddie Freeman and, and uh, Mookie Betts and all these guys, because they've been, you know, that their window is wide open right now. And that's not to say that's the case for the giants, but you know, it's, it's a bit of a gradual process in terms of like upping up the payroll. I, I don't think teams typically go from, you know, uh, last year when the giants finished, they were around 160 million. I don't think you go from 160 to 220 or 230 in one off season. I don't know if that's a smart approach, um, but I get, I get the frustration. I thought the giants were going to spend a little more uh, than they did. They clearly have the flexibility to do so. And, and um, you know, it's, I, I, I can, you know, I, I share the, uh, the sentiments that it felt like, you know, the off season doesn't feel like it's complete for them, but uh, at least from the front office standpoint, it sounds like that they are, um, that they are comfortable with the guys that they have on the 40 man roster. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Farhan Zaidi said the other day, you know, they could add a little more, but they're pretty set moving forward into spring training. So, you know, I guess, I guess that's what we're going to see. Um, but let's, let's actually get into, what has happened. And so I'll kind of, I, I kind of want to start off with, uh, you know, the, the bigger headline names and then we can talk about everybody else, but of course, Carlos Rodon. Now he's coming off a fantastic season um, with the White Sox last year, 13 and five, uh, two, three, seven ERA was an all-star. He gets uh, two years, 44 mil from the giants. Obviously he can opt out after uh, the first year. Um, talk about bringing in a guy with his kind of stuff. Uh, in his impact on the rotation. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a good signing in the sense that the Giants, uh, obviously, they lost Kevin Gosman to the Toronto Blue Jays as soft season Gosman signed for uh, five years. I think it was 115 million or 105 110. million. At yeah. 110. Okay, I was, I was right in the neighborhood. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the Giants uh, are, um, you know, comfortable going uh, with a long term deal for pitching right now. I mean, we've seen in recent history, like Jeff Samarja and Johnny Cueto, Barry Zito. You know, these deals didn't work out for the Giants. They were substantial investments, and I, I don't know if the Giants got the return on investment. Um, with Carlos Rodon, I mean, he, he's a guy with uh, major durability, question marks. Uh, he's, I think he's only made over 25 starts just once in his career. I have to double-check that number. Um, he's coming off an excellent season. Uh, he hasn't really, you know, he's pitched more like a kind of a back, uh, back-end rotation arm for much of his career. So I, I think it's good that the Giants, um, you know, they, they took advantage of, you know, I not took advantage, but they saw what the market was saying for a guy of, of Rodon's caliber in the sense that, you know, he, he has an injury history and he doesn't have the track record of success that some other pitchers, like maybe even Kevin Gosman has. I, I mean, uh, Rodon was excellent last year. So was Gosman, but Gosman's, you know, coming off of two straight, really strong seasons. So I think the Giants got a really good deal for him. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's good if, if a year from now we see that Rodon's off the bounce, that means he had a hell of a season um, and, and he, he's probably going to get paid, whether that's with the Giants or elsewhere. But, you know, even if he, even if he struggles over the course of the contract, um, it's still, you know, it's still a short-term deal. It's a lot of money, but uh, it, it's something that the Giants could, uh, it's something that the Giants could absorb. Um, and also, I mean, uh, on a different note, they're buying out his age 29 and I think age 30 season. So I think the expectation is that they're still, you know, he's still in the middle of his peak and yeah. uh, he's only getting better. So I think the Giants did well to replace uh, a high end arm and Kevin Gosman with a guy like Carlos Rodon. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, in regards of his contract, you bring up Gosman and um, it is it's like he's kind of replacing Gosman. But just like this front office has shown, you know, they're willing to pay an, uh, a higher average on a yearly basis, but they just want to give you a shorter deal. Because if you look at the two, you know, um, Gosman and Rodon will both be making approximately twenty two million dollars this year. Um, but, you know, the Giants are, are getting a guy that could be here for one or two years. I agree. I think it, it's a great thing if he opts out after um, the 2022 season, because that means he had a fantastic year with the Giants. He was probably relatively healthy and um, he's going to get paid. Um, and so, you know, I talk about his health concerns. Um, I know he's had some, I, I believe, some shoulder and elbow issues through the years. Um, but also, you know, I a lot of people were talking about it, it makes sense. Uh he makes perfect. He's a perfect fit for the giants because you know, this organization really values rest and health. And we saw that last year with Anthony DiScofani and Alex Wood, and it benefited them. They both got paid in this recent off season. Um, you know, do you think that Rodon's uh, decision coming to San Francisco knowing, Hey, they're going to take care of me physically as well as, you know, with money, of course, um, because they want me to be there at the end of the year. You think that was a big factor as well? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's about understanding kind of what the optimal workload is. And I don't know if that's if making 32 starts a year and pitching over 200 innings. I don't know if that's good for a pitcher's arm. I mean, I, you know, there, there's only so many innings that a pitcher has. 
And I think since uh, foreign anxiety has taken over, obviously he's prioritized starting pitching depth over just about anything else in the roster uh, because he's anticipating that these guys are going to spend some time on the injured list, whether it's a serious injury or it's a smaller injury. And, and um, with a guy like Rodon, I think, and Alex Wood and Cobb um, and Di Scafani, I think they're, they're looking at the optimal workload being different than making, you know, a start every five days. I think it's good for a pitcher um, to spend some time on, on the injury list, especially if it's a minor injury that they can yeah. just kind of rest and, and, and kind of reset for the second half of the season. So I think Rodon saw this as an opportunity to, you know, continue, like he, he's not being asked to, um, you know, replace Kevin Gosman's durability. I mean, I think Gosman over the past couple of seasons made just about every start with the Giants. He's not being asked to do that. He's just being asked to kind of be who he has, who he was in 2021 when he was, you know, a lights out pitcher. He made 24 starts or 25 starts. I, I don't think in terms of workload that they're asking anything more than that. So I think at some point he's going to spend some time on the injury list. And, and so are many of the other pitchers because, uh, that's that's kind of what their history shows, and and um, you know, foreign anxiety has has prepared for that. Completely agree. Uh, m- moving moving on to another guy, kind of the other big name the Giants have picked up in this last week, and that's Jock Peterson. Obviously, uh, you know, a Giants fans very familiar with him. He was in LA for I think you know six seven seasons. Um, big power guy. Uh, you know, he's actually from the Bay Area. Like, a lot, of, a lot of the headlines you're seeing, hey, he's he's back in the Bay Area. You know, he's from Palo Alto. Went to Palo Alto High School. Um, you know, he, he gets one year for for six million dollars, which relatively, you know, fairly cheap role. You know, uh, what, what's your impact of? What do you think of the impact that Jock Peterson's going to bring to the San Francisco lineup? That's an interesting addition. I I mean, I think if you look at the role that he's going to fill, it's going to be similar to what the Giants. Uh, had with Alex Dickerson over the past few years and that he's going to be in the lineup against right-handed pitching. Um, he's a little more versatile than, than Dickerson and that he can play more than just one outfield spot. Dickerson uh, pretty much stuck with uh, left field, whereas uh, Peterson has experience at all three outfield positions. I think he has experience at first base as well. Um, I, I mean, he's, he has a history of handling right-handed pitching and, and the Giants have proven um over the past few seasons since Gabe Kapler took over as, as the, the manager that they leverage those those matchups as much as possible because you know that that's what gives them the best chance to score runs and win um it, I thought it was an interesting signing because it, in a sense you know over the past three seasons and I, I haven't put this out but over the past three seasons Peterson has been a uh, less productive hitter than than Alex Stickers in it if we go by OPS plus um, so I, I thought it was interesting that they let Alex Dickerson walk. Um, you know, he was expected to get a raise throughout arbitration. And um, I don't think it was going to be at six million. I think it was going to be in the two to three or four million dollar range. And then they they basically got a similar uh, type of player in a similar role in Peterson at six million dollars. So it, it's an interesting fit. Um, obviously, they you know, the front office has kind of earned the, the right to um you know, I don't know if it's fair to be critical, but, um, you know, they, they've made so many shrewd and savvy moves that it, it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those moves that just pays off in 2022. Um, it, it's, it's interesting that uh, Peterson, um, ever since far as Zaidi left, I, I don't know what Zaidi's role is in terms of coaching, um, but he has an impact. And so does, so does the manager and so does a lot of people in the organization. But 
Ever since uh, Zaidi left the Dodgers organization, Peterson's uh, career has been on a bit of a downward spiral. And I, 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 I wonder if those things are, are related or not. I, it's hard to tell, but, you know, Peterson did speak pretty highly of Zaidi um, uh, today when he was talking to reporters, um, uh, given that, you know, he, that Zaidi's bit was with the Dodgers for much of, his, uh, much of uh, Peterson's time. Well, I think, you know, the main thing with Peterson that sticks out to me over an Alex Dickerson, because, yeah, they are they're some of their outfielders, they're power left handed bats. Um, but, you know, Peterson stays on the field more. I, I think that's sure. the thing that yeah. that sticks out to me is, you know, Alex Dickerson was was banged up a lot in his tenure with the Giants. And I think it kind of frustrated a lot of the fan base, especially like last year. I remember, you know, in 2019, um, yeah, you know, you could argue he he was one of the main pieces that kept the Giants, you know, contending or trying to contend as long as possible. And then in 2020, he did some really good things too. But um, I just think maybe the health of, of Peterson and, um, you know, like he's going to consistently uh, hit for power. I mean, even in the 20, you know, he only had seven home runs uh, in 43 games in 2020, but um, you know, he's gone 26, 25, he's had 25, 36, like he's a consistent power bat and his splits also aren't, I looked at him too. They're not like completely awful against left-handed pitching. In yeah. fact, I believe last year he had a high, higher batting average against lefties just hit for much more power, of course, yeah. against the righties. So I, I do wonder if maybe he will be, of course, a platoon piece, you know, he'll be in there most days against righties, but I do wonder if they'll use him against uh, lefties as well but it is a very crowded outfield for the Giants yeah it, it really is and, and um, I, I think if you're looking at what moves the Giants are going to make over the next couple of weeks with uh, the guys that they have on a 40-man roster especially guys who are kind of on the back end I, I think you know the outfield is one place to look um, the infield is one place to look as well with uh, Tyro Estrada and Mauricio Dubon I'm not sure what position Dubon is going to be playing uh, he could be considered an outfielder, but yeah. I, I don't know if they, uh, with the exception of maybe one pitcher, I, I don't know if they're going to be comfortable letting any of their pitchers go at this point because they they've really they they've really pared down their um their their uh, pitching staff on the forty man roster as much as possible. I, I know it must have been tough letting go of uh, Caleb Beragard. He was somebody who Gabe Kapler had a lot of praise for after the twenty twenty season. So I, I mean, if you're looking at it's it is a crowded outfield. I mean. Uh, um they're gonna have to figure out how that um you know what that rotation is going to be like because when they are facing right-handed pitching it's going to be some it's going to be some um uh group or contingent of mike estremsky lamont wade jr steven Duggar, jock peterson uh, i think they're going to be rotating around that outfield and the dh position um so i, I don't know what it's going to be exactly i would assume Duggar is going to be in center field, I would assume Yastrzemski is uh, going to be in right field, and then they can kind of switch out Wade and, and Peterson depending on the matchups, depending on who's you know feeling better that day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they have plenty of options. It's going to be de uh, definitely something to follow these upcoming weeks um, in spring training because you know you bring up a guy like Mauricio Dubon, and you know you could even throw in there Tyler Beatty. Those guys don't have options, so they're you know it, we're gonna see what Farhan has to do. Those guys will have a lot of eyes on them um, the next few weeks. So definitely interesting to see what they do there. Um, you know, moving on to uh, you know you brought up earlier uh, starting pitching depth, and the Giants have inked a couple more um, guys that kind of fit in that you know 
uh, minor league slash spot start slash sixth guy if they need to um, in the rotation. One of them will start off with Carlos Martinez. Now, he signed a minor league deal. Previously, he'd been with the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe if he makes the big league club at any point this year, he'll make two and a half uh, million dollars. Um, you know, he had a, a very, very good few years uh, with the Cardinals, um, you know, from I think he was with them from 2013 up to 2019. He was, you know, uh, used as a starter at times. He could be used out of the bullpen. Um, but then the last two years, he struggled and he struggled with injuries. Um I remember him having some pretty damn good stuff when he's on. I mean, I know he could throw mid to high nineties, likes to throw in a changeup. Uh, talk about what you think, like, will Carlos Martinez have an impact uh, with this Giants rotation this year? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to depend on his health. I mean, if he's healthy, he's uh, especially from that period from 2015 to 2019, he was one of the better uh, pitchers in the national league. Um, I think that included uh, two all-star selections. So, I, I mean, I think he's he's definitely going to be in the mix. I mean, especially considering some of the other depth names that they brought in. Uh, Matt Boyd is, you know, he's going to be out for the first half of the season. And then the the, the thing about Jacob Junis, who I'm sure we're going to get going to get to at some point, uh, is that he has an option remaining. So the Giants, you know, they see him as a guy that uh, they can kind of move up and down the roster when the uh, need arises, but with Martinez, um, given that he's, he's on a minor league deal, um, they're, they're going to have to, uh, you know, plan this out uh, appropriately because with uh, Martinez, I mean, he's, you know, as soon as he's promoted to the major league roster, the only way to get him off or the, the only way to get him off the major league roster is to, to DFA him and put him on waivers. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be, um, they're, they're going to have to pick their spot because you don't want to burn all their depth in uh, kind of one move. So uh, I think when he does come up, it's going to be for an extended period of time early in the season. And, and if he continues to pitch well, um, he'll get more starts. But, you know, they're, they're probably going to look at him in the bullpen as well, um, just because that might be best for his long-term future. Um, he's had some injuries in the past. They're not, in my opinion, again, I should put this out there. I'm not a doctor or anything, um, <laughs> but he, he hasn't had the shoulder or elbow injuries that tend to, you know, become much more serious uh, issues down the road. He's had, I think he had a ligament tear in his finger. Um, he had an oblique strain. He had a lower back issue. And, and I mean, those, those are pretty substantial injuries, but I, I just, you know, I see him a little differently than, you know, his forearm is tight or that his, you know, his, he's having shoulder soreness. Um, so I, I mean, I think my, my expectation is that, uh, he's probably going to see time early in the season, um, because that, that seems to be, that, that seems to kind of match the timeline. So, um, it wouldn't surprise me if there's an injury or two on, uh, in the pitching staff that he's probably one of the first names, uh, who's called up and he's going to be an interesting name to watch in AAA. I mean, it's not easy pitching and, um, I think they turned it back to the PCL, the Pacific coast league. I think they, rather than AAA West, which is just just a weird thing to say um <laughs> but the the pcl it's a very hitter friendly environment yes um, it is. it's very very tough for pitchers uh to succeed just because the the infields play a little fast um there's there's just a lot of good hitters there and the pitchers tend to be um you know uh kind, kind of the the 4a um uh starters of sorts um so it's tough but it, it's going to be interesting to see how he performs if he if he 
if he pitches well right out, out of the gates, he's going to have a target on his back to get called up pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I completely agree. When I when I got this notification the other day that the Giants were signing Carlos Martinez, I was I was like, Cardinals Carlos Martinez? Like, you know, I didn't even his name hadn't even crossed my mind. I didn't even know that he was a free agent. So um I just remember he's got electric stuff when when of course he is healthy, and that'll be the main thing with him. But if he's on, he's on. And this is just another great, you know, low risk, high reward type of signing um, by the Giants front office. So uh definitely gonna be following him as well. And, you know, you brought up Matt Boyd, um, another guy that has battled with injuries the last couple of years coming from the Detroit Tigers. I believe he signed for a one year five point two million dollar deal, but he can get like two point three in incentives. Um, yeah, but he's like you said, he's not going to be available till I believe at least June. Is that correct? Um, he's got like a flexor tendon injury um, that he sustained back in September. So it's not it's not Tommy John. But I, I think they're, you know, monitoring it like uh, it could be a really, really bad uh, elbow injury. So w- what are your thoughts about Matt Boyd? I know a little bit about him, but n- not a ton. Kind of enlighten me. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a very nice um, kind of depth signing for the Giants. You know, they're, 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 uh, they already had five guys in their rotation with Webb, uh, Rodon, uh, Cobb, uh, Wood, and um, Di Scafani, and the fact that they've added Martinez and and Junis and Matt Boyd, uh, Junis and Boyd are on the forty man roster. Um, that gives them a lot of length in the in the rotation at this point. And I, I think with Boyd, the expectation is that he'll be back uh, mid season. It, it's interesting that uh, I've not done an interesting that he signed Giants because. Um, obviously the Giants have the reputation in recent seasons in kind of rehabbing a pitcher's value and those pitchers going into free agency and getting paid pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, and, and in that regard, the money, you know, the money speaks, the money talks. Um, but it's interesting for a guy like Boyd, I think he's uh, 30 years old. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's had a pretty okay career at this point. He's um, typically in the strike zone. He, he records a fair number of strikeouts. He doesn't uh, give out too many walks. So he's, he's kind of fits that Giants archetype of a guy who pitches effectively in the strike zone. He's a little too uh, prone to the home run. So maybe, you know, if you're, if you're wondering about what to maybe expect from him, I think Jeff Samarja might be a bit of a comp at a much lower rate. Um, but it, it's interesting because he, I, I think there was a possibility for him to find uh, better opportunities to pitch elsewhere. Um, but he chose the Giants um, and knowing that the Giants rotation is relatively full at this point. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, he, he is going to be looking, he's going to try and rehab his value and he's going to try and get an even better payday. Maybe the Giants offered more guaranteed money than just about everyone else was offering. But they're also, you know, a lot of dominoes have to fall for him to make it to the rotation. And I think the expectation is, that, uh, you know, guys, you know, we've talked about this, guys like Webb and, and Cobb and Rodon are probably going hit to hit the injury list at some point. So, you know, Boyd's name is going to be called, but I just thought it was interesting as a depth signing that he chose the Giants because I, I think the, the ability to, you know, rehab his value, I, I think that uh, appealed to him. And uh, it, I, thought, I thought it was interesting. He actually had a nice season uh, when he was healthy in 2021. I think he had a sub-40 ERA. Yep. Um, you know, and, and over the past few seasons, he had uh, guys like, um, I want to say it was Brad Osmus and Ron, Ron Gardenhire as the managers, both good managers, but 
Um, AJ Hinch came in last year and I, I think, you know, he brought in the right coaching staff to get better results. So I wonder if the Giants might see more of that given that, you know, he, he kind of, I mean, he started to perform a little better with, with uh, a different coaching staff. So, you know, the, the Giants have proven that they can get, you know, a lot more of the pitchers than some organizations can. And, um, you know, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how he performs, but I, I thought it was a good signing by the Giants. It's an interesting fit for him. Um, there's, there's definitely risk on his part that he's, that he's accepting, but you know, that's, that's part of signing the deal. And, and um, you know, we'll probably see him in June or July. Yeah. And, and, and I completely agree with everything you said, especially in regards to, you know, you look at what guys have done the last couple of years and what the giants have done with them. You know, Kevin Gosman came here. He was kind of fluttering um, in his career. Um, Anthony DiScofani before last year, Alex Wood before last year, you know, they bring in these guys say, Hey, we're not going to give you a ton right now, but we're going to try our best to keep you healthy. You're going to get um, opportunities to up your value. And, and all three of those guys, in the last couple of years have been paid two of them with the giants, obviously Gosman left, like we said earlier, but um, you know, guys like Martinez coming in and Boyd coming in uh, there's probably no better place to go than to kind of rehab your name. Uh, like you're saying, and at, you know, have a good successful year, be relatively healthy. And then after this year, especially like you said, these guys are 30, 31 years old. They're still pretty much in their prime. They can go get a big payday after this season. I mean, you could say that with, Carlos Rodon, even though he he kind of had his big year last year, but he hasn't put it together in consecutive years. Um, I think that's what the Giants are really trying to do here instead of investing, you know, more than four or five years uh, with certain pitchers. I, I think that's valid and it's something that's a very attractive, you know, characteristic that the Giants offer pitchers. Yeah, it's I, I mean, like I said, money, money uh, talks with these pitchers. And, and, you know, it's not just the ones that we mentioned. It's Kuka Smiley, it's Drew Pomeranz. I mean, all True. these guys are getting pretty good deals. I, I'm just looking up a couple of stats at the moment for Boyd, um, seeing if there was a difference in his pitch mix um, compared to, sorry, just because I was interested. Well, it, uh, it, it's it's cool, too, because, you know, last year, I think the Giants really tried to do this with, like, Aaron Sanchez and it wasn't really yeah. successful, but you know, they brought Martinez, a right-hander boy to left-hander, um, you know, so they're getting guys that can throw uh, from both ways. And um, that's, that's important. The pitching depth is, is pretty impressive there right now for the San Francisco organization. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, if you look at it uh, after Rodon signed, I mean, I, I was questioning how the giants were going to get 162 starts or even 150 starts and then do uh, you know, a handful of bullpen games, but I, I can see it now. I can see how they're going to get 162 starts this year. And yeah. it's probably going to be from eight or nine different pitchers, maybe even 10 pitchers. I mean, yep. we haven't even talked about guys like Sean Gilly and Sammy Long. Um, I know the Giants internally uh, do like Sammy Long quite a bit. Um, and he showed some nice uh, strikeout stuff, especially with that biting curveball. Uh, mm -hmm. Last season, he was moved up pretty aggressively last year. Um, Prior to 2020, uh, 2021, I, I don't think he had pitched above high A. So the fact that he went from high A to double A to triple A to the majors all one season, that's quite a bit. And, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that we kind of see um, a more refined approach this season, uh, you know, especially after getting a little bit of a taste of big league action. But, yeah, I, I think um, looking at the depth now, I think they're, they're, they're better equipped to do 162 games this year. 
I agree. Um, yeah, it's going to be a combination. It's not going to be a straight five that's going to get you those 162. It's going to be, you know, a, a group uh, beyond that as well. And in, it possibly included in that, and you've mentioned him, Jacob Junis, who's been with the Royals, um, you know, ever since 2017. I'm going to be upfront and honest. I don't know really anything about this guy. I know that, um, you know, he appeared in 16 games last year, started six. So sometimes, you know, he's used out of the bullpen. Sometimes he's in that rotation. Um, enlighten me about Jacob Junis. And I, I know he was given a major league deal. So he is on this 40-man roster. Uh, is he also in that, you know, Matthew Boyd, Carlos Martinez area where he's just added depth? Yeah, he's he's added depth for sure. And, and I think the, the important detail about Junis is that uh, he has an option remaining. So he, he can go up. Five, he can go up and down five times this year. Um, I wouldn't expect him to reach that number. Um, but that, that option is a huge deal for him, um, given the fact that the Giants, you know, before they signed him, they didn't have a lot of depth, uh, starting pitching depth on the 40-man roster um, outside of Jelly, outside of Sammy Long, outside of Tyler Beatty. So uh, the fact that, you know, they were able to bring in a pretty experienced farm, a guy who is, you know, he, he's, he's probably since – over the last five years, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pitched the most innings of any Giants pitcher currently on the 40-man roster. Maybe Matt Boyd is uh, is also in the running just because of how many injuries guys like Wood and, and Discofani and, and uh, Kopp have had. Um, so, I, I mean, with Junis, he's he's a guy like uh, Boyd in that he pitches pretty effectively in the strike zone, gets a pretty fair number of strikeouts, doesn't give out a whole lot of walks. Um, I, I was, you know, I, I was looking at... There, there was a guy early in the offseason that I, I thought would have been a nice fit for the Giants. Um, he, he has not had great results throughout his career. Uh, and that's Andrew Haney. Uh, he's left-handed mm-hmm. pitcher. Um, you know, again, a guy who tends to strike out over a batter and inning, which is a really good rate. And he doesn't give up a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of walks. But, you know, he's a little too prone to the home run ball. Um, I thought in the right environment, he would, you know, he would excel. Of course, that he went to the Dodgers. Um, from a performance standpoint, I think Junis is pretty similar to Haney, and uh, there, there's a pretty substantial difference in terms of cost. I mean, I, I think Junis is uh, under two million. I think you said 1.75 million. Yeah. I think Haney signed for 8.5 million. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, uh, with Junis, it, it's it's going to be about um, you know, in case of an emergency, uh, he's going to he's going to be able to give him some innings. Uh, he's not a guy who who's going to beat himself on the mound, but he he might. He might pitch a little too much in the strike zone. Um, it looks like he, he's a little too home run happy. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he, he's going to give him some innings. Uh, he, he gives them the rock, the roster flexibility that they want. And uh, you know, he, he's, like I said, he's, he pitches effectively in the strike zone. All right. Well, thanks man. Now I, now I know a little bit about the guy. I like, I've seen like a few years ago, he actually, I think he had like back-to-back seasons of 30 plus starts. So he was a mainstay in that, uh, Kansas City rotation for for a little bit. Um, you know, so that, that basically that wraps up like who the Giants have brought in. Obviously, there's still about three weeks until the regular season begins. Spring training does start tomorrow. So, you know, they could add some more guys. Do you, do you, and, and we have heard, you know, Farhan come out and say that, you know, we could add another piece, uh, but we're pretty – we're pretty solid, uh, you know, moving forward with what we have right now. I mean, do you, do you think that there's an opportunity the Giants could add uh, more pieces? You know, especially we've been hearing floating around like a, a right-handed bat, preferably possibly a second baseman, 
Um, you know, could they make a trade? What, what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting few weeks for the 40-man roster. Um, I, I don't know if they're ever done with, um, you know, uh, tweaking, tweaking the organization, adding guys that they, that they think can help, adding guys who haven't performed well that they think they, they can fix. Um, so I, I think over the next few weeks, I, I don't know if I – I think they're going to go out and sign like a big time player, but I think they're, they're just going to continue bringing guys into the organization. Um, actually, well, I, I mean, we have to consider the fact that spring training is only three weeks this year. Um, I was thinking back to the last season when they just continued to add guys to the, the organization through non-roster invites. Um, yeah. You know, I, uh, I, it, it's, it's a tough question because I don't think they ever want to say, you know what, this is our organization. We're comfortable with it, but you know, in terms of um, the the non-roster invites, I think they can only hand out a total of 75, and, and they, they pared that number down pretty substantially this year um, because of uh, the the, um, the short spring training that's coming up uh, starting tomorrow. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't expect any big move, but I think they're still going to look at ways to tweak the organization, add depth, uh, see if they can bring guys on minor league deals, give them a chance to, to play in AAA. Um, but, uh, you know, with that said, if there's, if there's an issue that comes up or if there's a, there's, um, a roster deficiency, I think they'll still try to address it, um, on a, on a much smaller scale. Um, you know, if we're looking at what moves they, they are going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be guys like Tyler Beatty, Mauricio Dubon, um, you know, I think Jalen Davis. Austin Dean, I think he's out of options. Um, I, Davis might still have an option, so I don't think he's, he, he doesn't, he still has some roster, roster flexibility. And then there's Tyro Estrada. Um, all these guys, I think they're all on options, with the exception of Davis. Um, and, and to an extent, some of them are kind of redundant on the 40-man roster. So I, I, I wonder if we're, we're going to see some trades where the Giants might uh, trade one of those guys and get a non-40-man prospect or get a guy who has more options remaining. Um, just to give them a little more flexibility. Um, that, that's kind of what I expect at this point. It's not going to be any big time moves. It sounded like Farms ID was pretty content with who's an organization, but I think they're still going to look at ways to tweak. Jeff, man, you answered all my questions. That's, that's why I love having you on. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And you know what? I, we'll have to get you on um, maybe uh, a month or two into the season and kind of check back in and, and see where we are, especially with the new additions that we mentioned here tonight. So, um, definitely excited uh, for that. Do you have any, uh, you know, you kind of want to plug yourself. I know you're, you're with Round the Foghorn. Do you have any pieces coming out that uh, you're going to be putting out here uh, in the next week or so? Uh, you know, not, nothing too exciting. I mean, we have, we, we have a lot of really good prospect stuff coming out that's already yeah. actually been published in the month of March. Um, that Renzi, uh, who's at Giant Perspective, I think is his uh, Twitter username, uh, he does incredible um, prospect content um, and he's, he's spent a lot of time putting this together. So, you know, he has top prospect rankings. He has, you know, potential targets that the giants might look at in the draft a few months from now. Um, he has his reasoning behind these, these rankings. So um, I, I think that's probably the most exciting uh, stuff we have going on right now. We, we always have a lot of good stuff um, that, that our contributors put out, but uh you know, I, I just, I know Renzi has put a lot of work into it and I know he was on your show uh, recently. So yeah, uh, he is a boatload of information, man. He, he, he was awesome. Is. He was awesome. Uh, yeah. He, he asked me to, um, this is not related to, to, to giants in, in any way, but uh, he asked me to, um, to uh, kind of peer edit his 
um, primer that he that he published, and yeah. I swear it must have been a hundred thousand words. Like <laughs> it, it was just crazy, and I was like, you know, trying to trying to give as much feedback as I could, and, and um, you know, but his his detail is is pretty awesome. So um, he kind of did the same thing for us as well with with uh, his prospect content. Um, I had a really cool piece. I got a chance to uh, chat with Will Wilson. Uh, Giants prospect um, that came out about a week ago. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I haven't done that type of uh, work before. So um, and th- that's all that's really coming. Um, just Giants news. We're going to be excited about spring training. Uh, we're going to have, you know, we're going to continue to uh, follow what's going on. Jeff, thanks for coming on, man. We'll have you on again very soon. And um, definitely looking forward to some Giants baseball here starting tomorrow night. So can't yeah. wait. Uh, thanks yeah. for coming on for uh, for say hey Doug say hey Rob's out there somewhere we'll have him back on soon and uh, Jeff Young thanks for coming on Jeff and uh, so next time go Giants when the Giants come to town it's bye bye baby every time For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.